Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We've got Denise Fulton, Stephen Edwards, and we're learning about... Uh, cruising the dock, Dobbins Landing. We're live on Zoom here. Uh, no phone calls, unfortunately, but you can send me an, a, a text at 814-679-1080 if you have any questions. All right, uh, let's let's get a, let's get some origin stories here. We'll start with you, Denise. Did you grow up here in Erie? Were you a transplant? Um, tell us about you coming up here. I did. I was born in Erie. Um. Like what my high school and stuff met on State Street? Oh, they met on State Street. Wow. Yeah, my dad had a, a fifty-eight Pontiac. And what high school did you go to, Denise? I went to East. Okay, fantastic. And you and you said that your folks brought you, like when you were young, before you were able to drive yourself, you would come uh, cruise State Street in diapers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Right to walk or talk, probably. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Again, we have generations of this. How about you, Stephen? Are you were you a transplant or did you grow up here? I grew up uh, in Erie. Um, went to Tech High. Graduated in 1980. So uh, yeah, I was I was a motorhead, and uh, I was down there probably uh, several years before Denise. I think Denise started going down there. She was. Uh, she was fairly young and saw me and a few of my buddies driving around and, and we got her hooked on Mopars from there on. And, uh, oh. she'd come down. I was with my mom and her 69 Roadrunner the first time we met. Yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> so we got it. We got them hooked or she was hooked at that point. So I grew up in Erie, um, went to tech and graduated in 80 and, uh, uh, moved to North Carolina back in uh, 91. Uh, to work for American Sterilizer, a long, long known company called Amsco, which sure. is, uh, which is bygone, but, um, and that, uh, yeah, we, we started cruising around, uh, um, high school days. Amazing. And, uh, in fact, uh, my first memory of the doc, I think I was probably a junior in high school and, uh, the teachers had us working on their cars, believe it or not. And they didn't know that half of us didn't have licenses. We were too young. <laughs> well, I mean, and, did, uh, you, did you take automotive shop at tech or? Yeah, we took diesel, which basically okay. we just, we just took things apart. Yeah. Every once in a while we'd put them together, but uh, <laughs> um, the teachers enjoyed it. They got a lot of work done for free, but they didn't know there was a lot of miles on their car at the, uh, and uh, our our first uh, trip, it was test I think, drives. My, it was test drives, right? Yeah, absolutely. During <laughs> lunchtime, my I think my first trip around the dock as a cruiser was in the um, uh, the the principal's uh, uh, convertible Cadillac when we were about fourteen, fifteen. And wow. I think the statute of limitations, I'm okay. Plus, they'd have to uh, extradite me, so I'm all right. But oh my, that was in the daytime, another place. But sure. that was a lot of fun. It, it, it's it's remarkable that when you think about okay so you were you graduated eighty that's when I graduated Stephen um you know uh and uh, I'm I'm thinking Mopar so you might know my boss Adam Frey I mean if you if you know Adam Frey's I mean hundred percent Mopar uh, head he has a an Imperial as his classic car you know I mean just the, the Chrysler. boats yes yeah the boats exactly <laughs> um and but I don't know his brother Aaron. Oh, you know, you know, Aaron Denise. That's right. So yeah, Aaron was with, us with the American cruisers. 
Gotcha. So yeah. it, it, do you guys have any idea where the history of Bugging State is? Or was it just a natural thing for – it's the main street of the town – uh, the cars start becoming ubiquitous probably in the 20s or 30s. But is there is there anything, you know, back in the day, you know, some of those narratives that came down uh, gen- from the generations of how this whole thing started? Because my understanding is you literally started at the stadium and you went down to the dock and made your way back up and then you did it again. And that was a, a typical Friday night. Go ahead. Steve. That's how my dad says it went. Yeah. Like I said, um, my parents met on state street, my dad cruised state probably starting in see, he was born in 42. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing in like 1958 is when he started cruising state street, when he got his license at 16, um, unless he was with his brother when, you know, his older brother, but um, yeah, my mom and dad, you know, they cruised state street. My dad used to hang around like right by where Daly's is, like under the bridge at like 18th, you know, like in the uh, area. So what, what what we would call Holman's now, but it was the old Daly Chevy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. And nobody went to the dock unless it was they were going for the submarine races. The uh, dock was just for couples to go make out. Oh, so how far <laughs> did they go downstate then? They would they would go down to probably the turnaround just you know just where it turns around a smugglers okay yeah okay yeah <laughs> the submarine then, um, you know when they put the uh the central mall in not the central mall but the between perry square and 12th right there, the old they, transit way mall that really yeah, goofed things up mall. didn't it that, that changed everything mm-hmm. yeah so it ended up being you know pretty much then just from fourth street down you know i don't remember steve do you remember cruising Anywhere further south of Fourth or Fifth Street? I uh, pretty much from uh, the was it Perry Square to the uh, to the turnaround at the dock and back was the most that we did. Now the one big difference is your dad was cruising with maybe twenty five cents of gas for a gallon. Right, um, they could drive the Yeah, way. yeah. Where we, uh, I was when I was in high school, I was siphoning gas out of the cars because I worked at a junkyard. Oh my! Siphoning gas out of the cars so I could get down there at night on the old tires that I would I would round up. So we didn't have that kind of money. We'd get down there and we'd cruise around with whatever we had, and and uh, so. I think the gas, the I, I think between the Transitway Mall and I think the gas situation and everything kind of condensed it, mostly from Perry Square to uh, north to the to the turnaround. Um, that's where most of the action was. And, and uh, again, it was it, it was it was a place to meet people. It was good old fun. Um, uh, talk about some of the the stories. Did it ever get a little hairy down there when you were, you know, I mean. Because at some point you park, right? To kind of hang out for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we would go down and park, um, you know, along the side of the road. I, my my group, the Mopar people, we would always park like in front of the flagship Niagara right across Brockway Marine. You know, because flagship was on. But it was dry docked, right? I mean. Dry docked. Um, so that's where we would park. Um, but there were everybody kind of had their own little place, but it depended on how busy it was. Would you, you know, say that you were you were with the Mopar people? Was there a was there a Chevy people and a Ford people too? And the four wheelers. <laughs> and the four wheel drive. Yeah, there was Louis. Yeah, yeah. Louis and uh, Chico. Chico, yeah. 
there was there was definitely multiple groups and there was different packets you had your group of mopars your group of chevys you know there was a few fords but there was some fords down there then you had your group of people that just loved listening to music um they'd have their 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 cars that their parents would let them drive and they'd have uh speakers from their home stereo propped up in their back seat and they'd all be just listening to music and hanging out and i know in the 60s my my mom went down the girls went down to meet guys with cool cars Mm. you know i didn't do that that was that was the pecking order is uh, if you had a cool car you were you you know you were kind of one of the well you were royalty then you were royalty (laughs) (laughs) that's remarkable Uh, stuff but what what was neat about it though is no matter what you had um people would welcome you into their circles Mm. so um everybody got along well not everybody there was there was a few you know tiffs here and there but for the most part um you know everybody everybody pitched in something happened everybody would help out everybody uh um just down there having a good time um and you didn't have to have a cool car no no no, you you just had to get down there. You didn't even yeah, have to have a car. Have ride their bikes. Mm-hmm. Hitch a ride with older friends or brothers and sisters. And I used to smuggle my brother down there. Yeah, he's nine years younger than it, me. It sounds <laughs> like I mean, even though yeah, probably the kids that had a few more bucks had had some fancier cars or whatever. But it sounded like it was a great equalizer kind of a place where uh, where you know a lot of different people kind of merged together. Is is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And there's there's a lot of people. I think the neat thing about it is there are a lot of people that didn't have money but had the ingenuity to create a nice car, to create a cool car, or they were able to to find something that was rare. Um and everybody appreciated it. And it may not have been perfect. In fact, very few perfect cars were, were driving around the dock back in the day. There was always kind of an older car that somebody fixed up and made it their own. Um because the people that had perfect cars, they you know, they they dished out the money. They stayed home. Yeah. Um, or they, they may have come around with the nose in the air and made a couple of trips and people didn't pay enough attention to them. So then they would go home. And that's so interesting. Well, they brought their trailer babies to the dock. You brought yeah. them down to drive them. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't have that in the day. The yeah. trailer babies were the ones like myself that would break a drive shaft or something and have to tow it home. Um, I, I was going to say, like, what if somebody broke down uh, yeah. while well, they're cruising? I got cruising. a good story. Go ahead, Denise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine named Phil. I won't give his last name, but he knows who he is. <laughs> and everybody else probably will too. Um, his father had a really nice old Corvette. And his dad went out of town for the weekend. So Phil decided he was going to be cool. Dad would never find out, you know, kind of like a Ferris Bueller thing. Hmm. He decided <laughs> to bring his dad's Corvette down to the dock one night. <sighs> we were all hanging out down there, and everybody's like, well, Phil, let's see what your dad's car will do. So Phil decided to do a big old burnout down there and he blew out the rear end. Oh, had to have a tow truck come down to full flatbed and bring it back home. <laughs> so dad did find out. So did you start calling <laughs> Phil Cameron after that? <laughs> we didn't. I think it was actually pre-Ferris Bueller. It was probably free, pre-Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. We're, we're talking to uh, Stephen and Denise. Uh, they have a Facebook group, 4,500 members, cruising the dock, Dobbins Landing. It says, this is a group for the dock rats that spend hours driving State Street and the dock rats. 
I always knew it as Bugging State Street. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, uh, Stephen's talking about the 80s. Uh, Denise, that was kind of – your folks had the era in the 60s, and right? Uh, but uh, your era was probably the 80s as well. That's that's when yeah, I, I was – I got my driver's license in 83. Okay, sure. But, but there's – there's, you think about 20, 25 years before that, okay? So if we're talking about the 50s and 60s, uh, I, it was, it was, it, I mean, American graffiti era, right? And and I would love to, uh, you know, hear from some of the folks that used to bug State Street back in that day. Send me a text at eight one four six seven nine ten eighty. But this concept, I mean, we we kind of described it. Um, you know, people probably had Jet fourteen hundred on, listening to Johnny Holiday or Barney Pip. You know, listening to, like you said, Jan and Dean, Beach Boys, uh, you know, uh, the Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, you, you know, depending on, on the era, right? Uh, for you guys, it was probably uh, K-104 and Journey and uh, Boston and, you know, all, you know, the air, the, you know, Def Leppard or what have you, right? The, you know, blasting out of the radios. Go ahead, Denise. Yeah. The stories I heard from my parents were that I think it was Frank Martin had a studio at 10th and state where he was like up a couple floors Okay, and they would drive up there and just Frank would yell out the window and they would make requests, <laughs> you know, just like that. That's incredible. I think it was Frank Martin. I could be wrong. Well, yeah, it, it, if it was, if it was uh 12th and state, that was the old commerce building, WWGO 1450 okay. go. Yeah. That was probably it. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and, and Frank did work at the commerce building at one point, but, uh, could have been any disc jockey at, at, at some point. Cause they all worked in the same places. You mm-hmm. think about, again, you have that AM radio, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you're able to kind of, if you all kind of lo- locked in step, on the same station, you're you're able to blast whatever that current hit was, right, a, a, right. across the board, and uh, that that's a kind of a shared experience that I I, I can't imagine uh, goes away very easily. You know, that's that's something a, a good memory, wouldn't you say, Stephen? Oh, there's some great memories down there, and it's it's interesting you had mentioned during the break uh, American Graffiti and. Uh, if people were to ask me what the doc was like, I would say back in the 80s, uh, American Graffiti and a movie called Hollywood Nights. Hollywood Nights. If yes. you combine those two movies, it's it's pretty much what it was like. It was uh, groups of people just hanging out, having a good time, and and uh, and really just enjoying cruising, enjoying the cars, enjoying the cruising, and enjoying the camaraderie between everybody. All right. So at some, you know, fast forward to the. To the 21st century, we have such a thing as called social media. Tell me how this group got started, and and, and really, it's kind of taken off. There's 4,500 members of this private group that says, cruising the dock, you know. Yeah, back um, when I was um, when I was working, I worked for a while for uh, Sony, and we had an intern in the, in the office, and he would spend all of his time on this thing called Facebook and, and YouTube. And uh, I'm like, what's this Facebook thing? He started showing it to me. And uh, when it opened up to everybody, I, I uh, actually helped rescue, you know, your familiar site way back when and uh, some of the other Facebook groups. And I thought, this is kind of neat. Now, I've, ke- I've kept in touch with some people like Denise and a few others, but I'd, I'd love to know what happened to, you know, some of the others that we used to have. And 
um, set it up and set it out there to just try and get, you know, I thought maybe 150, 200 people at the most was a dream of mine and some pictures of the cars back then kind of relive, um, especially being out of town now. Um, I don't get to connect with a lot of the people. So uh, I think I started it around what, 2008, 2009, um, quickly grew um, to the, our, our tight knit group of the friends that I hung out with. And then it just started growing from there. Um, and probably I think during COVID last year, when people were looking for something to do to get out and enjoy things, uh, a couple of people found it and started using that as a way to um, uh, organize a, a cruise and, and uh, hang out back, back around there again. And it just blew up after that. So, so they're literally uh, using it for event planning even today. It's not just memories, but stuff is going on. Talk about that, Denise. Well, yeah, last year, um, it all started, I think, um, we did a parade for uh, an old cruiser from the 60s. Tim Nagel had had a stroke and he was in a nursing home, um, couldn't have any visitors. And his, his wife was posting on Facebook about, you know, she couldn't even go in to see him. And uh, Jim Franz and I, another old cruiser from back in the 80s, um, we decided that maybe it would be nice if we could do one of those parades we kept seeing. Um, so we used Facebook, the, the, the Cruise in the Dock group, to organize um, a cruise to go by to Tim's nursing home. So we could look out the window and see all of his friends driving by in their cars. And that was like the first week of April. We mm. were amazed we got 100 cars, um, you know, really cool old cars. And later on, like, you know, after that happened, there were a couple guys said, hey, you know, if we can't have car shows this year, why don't we start cruising the dock again? You know, that's not organized. They can't really tell us we can't do that. Because that's the beauty of the dock. It's not organized. You know, it's you don't have to show up at a certain time. There's no registration. There's no trophies, no prizes. You know, you don't even have to have a cool car. Um, you know, you just show up and, and it's, you know, you meet your friends there and you know there's always going to be somebody there. You don't know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always know who you're going to run into. And you might meet somebody new, meet somebody you haven't seen in a long time. You know, so... Uh, I mean, that was our social media. Yeah. I'm interested you know? in knowing, like, so it's it's happening even now. Uh, are you running into younger folks bugging state? I mean. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, a lot of the people are bringing their kids down, bringing their grandkids down. <laughs> um, my dad came down last year, the first one we did. I think it was the first weekend in June. Um, my dad rode in my brother's vehicle with my brother's son, my nephew. So we had three generations of one family cruising the dock, you know, in, in the old 69 Dodge, you know? Yeah. Tell them about your uh, brother's van with your, Oh yeah. My brother, my brother's son, my nephew, Logan is handicapped. He's uh, he's got cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair and my brother completely customized an old 69 Dodge van to put a wheelchair ramp in it. Wow. And, uh, it's it's a pretty cool van, you know, yellow and white. I was gonna say, so is it is it like a, a, a Scooby Doo kind of a van? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for them. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of generations. I've seen um, Gene Yoakum, uh, one of the one of our uh, other friends. He'll take his grandkids down there, and they'll set up chairs and and sit there all night long. And uh, so there's there's lots of people that go down there and just 
just spend the nights with the families. Good, good fun. Friend of mine, Natalie, she used to cruise with her, her husband, and he had a little Chevelle, and his dad had bikes. They would cruise. Um, she came down a couple times last summer with her husband, and the one night she had to pick her son up from a game or something, and she says, "Hey, it's Friday. They're going to be at the dock. Why don't you come down with me?" He's like, "Oh, mom, I don't want to go down there, you know." And she brought him down, and he had a ball. And then the rest of the summer, he was like, "Mom, we going to the dock again Friday?" <laughs> wow. You know, so it's yeah, it's it's um, it's contagious, definitely. You know, and it's good, clean fun. Sure. You know, got about thirty seconds. You know, it's really busy now, though. You've got hotels and you've got big restaurants and things. How's it? How's it able to keep going like that? We find a way to fit our, our way in there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I could think, you know, uh, honestly, south of track. south of uh, the park, you know, it's it's less busy. But boy, the closer you get to the bay anymore, there's a lot going on. There was always a lot of traffic on the weekend. That's true. Always bumper to bumper, backed up, cars overheating. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of the occupational hazards. Uh, somebody have a bucket of water for uh, uh, for the radiator. Reminiscing about uh, cruising the dock, uh, there's a Facebook group that you can join if this was part of your shared experience. Uh, cruising the dock, Dobbins Landing's a Facebook group. Just kind of search on that, and uh, we have with us uh, Denise Fulton. And uh, also uh, Steve Edwards, and uh, I'm looking at some of these some of these pictures from the Facebook uh, page. You know, here's uh, you, uh, again lots of muscle cars, right? I mean, some some really nice cars now. See now 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 you, uh, people are of a certain age; they can afford to really put some bucks into their cars, right, Stephen? If they oh, yeah. can find them. If they can find them, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you had one of the cars back then, it was only a couple hundred dollars. You'd probably be making, you know, you'd be making some good money on them right now. Oh my god, um, those things are rare, uh, and people just didn't realize what they were going to come to in, in the uh, price wise. But we didn't care, you know. We just kept them going. We'd fix them up. Um, I still have the the cover photo is uh, three cars. The yellow car is mine that I'm restoring right now that I've had for. Uh, 40 years. And what is and, that? Um, uh, describe it to our listeners. It's here. A, a Dodge Challenger TA. It was a special edition car that Dodge um, came out with, and it has a uh, 346 pack and a rally package. Uh, I got it from a friend that was working for GE and had to go out to a little town called San Jose, California mm. back in the, the early 80s and needed a car to drive, and I traded him my uh, 73 Roadrunner for it because I, I, I knew this was going to be a special car. Sure. Uh, so I've kept that one. Um, and on the front, you'll see the dock rat license plate. And the dock rat, you had, you had mentioned earlier, questioned earlier what dock rats were. Where dock rats were us guys that didn't go down there until dark. Um, right. We were much, we, we, we the cars and, and us guys were much better looking when the sun went down and it got dark. <laughs> Use so, the shadows um, to your advantage, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, darkness my is my friend. The yeah. darkness so we, is was, my friend. We, we we became dock rats, and uh, you know they scurry around and run around. That's and, uh, funny. 
there was quite a few of us, but uh, the, the cars in that picture there, we're, we're trying to find the blue one. It was one of our friends that passed away. Okay. And uh, kind of put an alert out. If anybody knows what happens to it, got a friend that would really like to find it and restore it. What, what is that? That's a convertible. Which one now? A 69 uh, uh, Olds Cutlass 442. Wow. And um, that was a nice car. There was a lot of really nice cars that through trading and and happened by deals some of us that were younger were able to lucky enough to get and um how about that brown car on the end there steven yeah uh that was brian's 60 well no that's about a 76 77 uh firebird i think that's firebird okay yeah i thought it was greg gelcher's but brian corrected me and said it was his um there was a lot of firebirds uh it's i i remember uh, some of the girls I went to high school with, they would get the Firebirds when they gra- when they got yeah. their 16th birthday. And, we, we were girls, Joe. <laughs> well, I mean, and and it would never fail that within a few weeks there would be significant front end damage on those Firebirds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, between the Camaros and the Firebirds, I just remember that quite a bit. You know, back in the day, you know. My car would probably be worth a lot of money today. Um, I have a 68 Dodge Charger. Back in the day, it was purple, plum crazy purple. Um, My parents bought it for me my senior year of high school for $750, I want to say. It's an Arizona car. I still have the newspaper flipping from the classified ads. It says 68 Charger, Arizona car, runs great, needs paint, $750. Um, (laughs) My dad and I saw it in the newspaper and went out and took a look at it out in Wesleyville, I believe. And I still have the car. Um, but yeah, we painted it purple in 1985, put some bumblebee stripes on it, uh, transplanted the 318, got a 440 and put that in. Um, wow. So yeah, that was what I cruised in and I still have the car and we're hoping to get it restored and back on the road at some point. There's pictures of that somewhere on the, the Facebook page as well. Well, let's, let's fast forward it to 2021 now. And so what what's the goal for the group? What do you what are we what are we trying to accomplish? Well, are you planning some events now that we're coming out of COVID? Uh, you know, fundraising. Talk about what you want to do. I don't think we really want to have any special events per se. We just want to keep it what it always was. You know, like I said, it's not an organized event. There's no schedule. There's no. You know, it depends on weather, depends on um, what else is going on. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, show up. Um, it was every night. Steve and I cruised, we cruised every night. Um, Fridays and Saturdays would always be busier. But um, it's kind of just become a Friday night thing in Erie now. Yeah. Um, and we just love that. You, I mean, the atmosphere is something you won't get at a car show. It's it's a it, there's a constant you know movement. The cars are moving. It's not everybody walking around sitting in lawn chairs at a car show. You know it's the cars are moving. You get to hear the engines. You hear the radios playing the music as they go by. You see the young people, the old people. You see the people who don't have the cool cars looking at the cool cars, admiring them. You know taking pictures. Um, you know and like I said, your generations now. It's just. It's great to see, you know, like we were talking about, people are bringing their grandkids down. Yeah. You know, you know, my dad comes down with my brother and my nephew, and you know, like like you know, Steve said, some of the old guys they're bringing their their grandkids down, and 
You know, that's how it was for me growing up on State Street. My parents bugged State Street when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I feel like I bugged State Street my whole life. Incredible. Steve, Steven, you've been around a few different places. Is is Erie unique in this kind of thing? Again, I, we obviously have this distinctive Main Street and this distinctive dock. Not a lot of places, you know, have their Main Street kind of dump into the water like we do here. Um, but is is it is, is there, are there similar things that go on across the country that you know of? No. In the mid to late 80s, we, we went on vacation, a couple of friends of mine and I did. We went up to uh, Michigan um, to cruise Michigan and see the, the, the strip was at uh, Woodward Avenue. And uh, we heard in that Detroit was the biggest, or? Yeah, okay, in yeah. Detroit. I heard that was the best cruising ever. And we were so disappointed. There was al- almost nothing there. Um, my brother lived out in L.A. for a while. And I went to Sepulveda, Sepulveda Boulevard to see the cruising that was going around there maybe 20 cars at the most um it's unique in the whole situation the closest thing that i've ever come to it is when i lived over in uh, madison ohio and we'd go well, actually even before that i would drive my car over to Menor, ohio they had a um a, an old shiny diner that they would have a cruise on uh, friday and saturday nights Annabelle's? but it was more of a yeah annabelle's and it was more of a car show it yeah. was people hanging around looking it wasn't people and it was some really, really high dollar cars that were just sitting there. And that, that that's not what we were about in the dock. It was it was enjoying the cars no matter what they were. Like I said, the atmosphere. Yeah. Joel, you mentioned something interesting. You talk about the money in these cars, and there's there's an ungodly amount of money that, that some of these are worth, especially the ones that are restored or or the ones that have been barn finds and, and redone. I mean, there's whole TV programs that people watch from the, what is it, the auction in Arizona or something like that? Or, right, the yeah. Meckham auction. And yeah. You'll see cars like mine going up for sale all the time. Well, not all the time, every once in a while. But the the you had mentioned the restaurants and the hotels and stuff. One of the things that I'll have to mention is a lot of the guys that go down there, they'll go to the restaurants. They might not be in their nice car, but they'll they'll go home get their other car or they'll take their families to the restaurants. People come in from out of town. They remember that they'll stay at the hotel. Uh, myself, I'm coming up this summertime. Um, so the boot well, it was the buoy. Um, but uh, Smuggler's Wharf, I, I just absolutely love that place. I've got to go there at least twice while I'm up there. Um, we'll, we'll we'll drop a lot of money around there, and there's a lot of things that help draw. Um, so I, I know they may be thinking about the cars as a distraction, but there's a lot of good that that brings in as well. Um, well, I think I think what they're concerned about, uh, at least mo- more recently, is not necessarily the cruisers, but just some of the the antics that are going on down yeah. at the dock. And it, it's it's interesting because you have what the city is saying versus what the what the uh, the port authority is saying and so that they you know there's even disagreement going on here but i think that the key takeaway from all of that is don't ruin a good thing especially if it's uh, an economic driver right right and i and and back in our days back in the 80s we didn't fool around um, right there on the strip. If we we're going to fool around, it would be out at Carpet Town on 12th Street or <laughs> some of the other oh spots. You, was, you picked them out, huh? Oh my God. Yeah. There was way too many. Yeah, you'd, you'd was, come down and find somebody to race, and then you'd go do it somewhere else. You didn't do it down Oh, there. so you, oh, you mean on, on the strip uh, from East Ave to Franklin Ave on right. 12th you know, Street? That was drag racing, huh? 
Yeah, we know nothing about that. <laughs> um, that did not happen. That's a rumor. Yeah. yeah. Boy, that is a, an amazing stretch of road. Just but saying, the, you know. The, the thing, though, is people didn't do that stuff at the dock for there was police that would actually be hiding in motorcycle motorcycles in, in different spots and mm-hmm. they and we knew that we knew where they were sometimes I've, I've actually found out where there was new spots unfortunately but we knew where they were and um they, uh, we respected them we respected that we wouldn't do things stupid in front of them and they would uh you know they, they'd give us a little leeway uh well, they today would keep an eye on us too. they would be our they would help us if we needed help yeah you know, today we, there we, was we're our friends you know yeah Today, it doesn't sound like that's really going on. It sounds like maybe a few tickets every now and then hand out might yeah. slow down some of that craziness. Yeah. Um, I hate to sound like an old man, but I am now. <laughs> and You and me both, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, a it, couple it, of bad, bad doers can really ruin a good thing. Yeah. And this is a good right. thing that's been going on for decades. Decades of memories and nostalgia for so many people who have such a... a, a place in their heart for this yeah you know it's it's part of us i like the organicness of of it like like basically there is a and i don't want to use too flowery of of rhetoric but uh there there's a it really established a sense of place that's kind of uniquely eerie and and like you like you you both have been saying it doesn't really matter the generations whether you were doing this in the 40s post-war, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Uh, you know, fast forward to you know, Shaney did it in the 90s, right? Or 2000? Well, 90s, right? Shane. 90s, yeah. Early With your 90s. funky little car, I know you know. Three was like the prime time for me, yeah. And and, I, and we were we were joking earlier about. Uh, here I was, this city kid. Both of you guys are city kids too. I wasn't allowed to go because my dad was a cop, and you know we would have would have been trouble if if he caught me at the dock. But uh, you know, um, the it, it's just remarkable that there is a sense of, exp- of of lived experience and a sense of place that comes from this, no matter what the cars were. And no matter what the generations were, and and Denise, you're talking, you're confirming that with your folks, you know, and what their lived experience was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many people who met there and married. Interesting. You know, going back to the '50s, you know, there. I mean, Steve and I put that on the page a while back. You know, how many of you are with the person you met or married the person you met at the dock? And there's dozens of couples, dozens of couples that met and married. You know, at, at on State Street. Well, so, they did get married on State Street. <laughs> from the state. So <laughs> talk about talk about the web page. Talk about the Facebook page and how people can get involved. We've got about less than five minutes now, so. Well, you could just search for it and then uh, ask to join. Um, due to uh, due to some of the spammers and whatnot, I have to keep it private. Um, sure. But if, if uh, you ask to join, I, I would love to have some pictures all the way back through. Uh, it's, it's, we've, we've kind of have, um, some of them from the eighties and, and every now and then we'll get them some, from way back when it was the steamboat landing, uh, that people will post back there, but I'd love to get pictures of the cars and the groups of people hanging around and share your stories. Absolutely. Well, if you can, if you if can, you're allowed to yeah. you can leave the names out. <laughs> yeah. 
if you but we want to hear the stories because we weren't there for everything and i think other people you know might really enjoy people sharing their stories from the 50s and 60s you know yeah bug and state and it's funny that you say bug and state because my parents called that and mm-hmm. and it, it it must like skip a generation like ACDC where, you know, everybody likes it and then the next generation doesn't and the one after that. <laughs> well, and again, I, I think I, I think you guys made a great point that when they put the Transit Way Mall up, that really kind of changed the nature of of the, the cruising in. Whereas, like you said, you, you basically went from the, uh, you know, f- from the, the square down to the dock. Whereas my understanding was, uh, again, in the 60s, you know, whether it was Jan and Dean and, and, and the Beach Boys playing from your radio, they literally would go from 26, from the, I mean, basically the full, the full length of, uh, of, of state, you know, before you got into the residential parts, uh, the full right. length of state. And, and again, can you imagine how many cars that must have been literally back in the day? You know, I don't think there were as many or any more in the 50s and 60s than there were in the 80s. We just crammed them all in. Um, I mean, I are we talking to- are we talking on a Friday night hundreds of cars that were doing the cruise? Yeah. Yep. And last summer it was the same thing. Really? People were coming in from New York and Ohio and Pittsburgh. Um, friends of mine from Pittsburgh were bringing their cars up. My friend from Kentucky is planning on coming up this summer with his Roadrunner. Um you know, yeah, there's people who are really now they've got something to work for, to, you know, to get their cars back out on the road and come back and do this again. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I noticed that it was coming back to life last year when COVID had started and there was seriously nothing to do. Everything was kind of shut down over the summer. And so I got in the car with the girls and my daughters and we drove around the dock and there were tons of people there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh. Well, this is a thing again. This is cool. <laughs> I can go with this. This is great. And we couldn't be happier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always enjoyed it. But my dad called it Bug and State, Joel. And uh, <laughs> so then that's what we called it, too. Sure. Or are you going to let the girls cruise when they get to be 16, 17 years old down there? Hopefully she could if she way. wanted to. Yeah, the, <laughs> the one has already got her driver's license, and she's got a beat-up old Nissan. And yeah, oh. she Certainly cruise the dock if she wanted to. Yeah, you, def- you <laughs> definitely have a lot more brands in play these days than you did back in the day, right? I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, you, you're going to be cruising with, uh, with Japanese cars and, you know, Korean cars and, of course, the domestics. and, and uh, well, I just hope the tradition is going to keep going. Sure. I would hate for anything to happen to, to just destroy it for the future. Right. Because, like I said, it's been going on for, what, 60 years, 70 years. It is a uniquely eerie thing. I, I, I feel uh, what I'm hearing from you, Stephen, is sure there's places that have that have cruises, but nothing like this. Not not no. like not like this everyday man, uh, you know, working man <laughs> cruising. It's really remarkable stuff when you think about it. You know, that's exactly it, too. You know, you, you could be a, a working man or you borrow a parent's car, go down there and drive around and see some really nice stuff. But Erie's unique in the way that, um, you know, I always worked all week long, had some of the, the, the weekends off. But to sit there and think that you can be out on the beach and just cruise around on the beach all day yeah. long, look across the bayfront and see the dock and, 
it's kind of a whole different viewpoint. And then at night you go back and you, you, you cruise the dock. It, it's, uh, you get two different worlds all in the same day. And uh, there's no place that I know of that I can find that's even close to that. It, it's truly a gem for, for, for the, the, at least the, the people. I want to say the car people in the area, but really the people. The people. Um, yeah. to, see, to see that much different stuff and see the camaraderie and the groups just, just having fun. Um, Grab a blue doc- moon at Denny's, or it used to be the old. Uh, yeah. What was it? The Dairy Cream. What, what was it, Denise on Lower Parade? The the old ice cream place. Anyway, I don't uh, know. We didn't go to Parade Street. Okay, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just there's just all it the you know safe. now it you know get a, get a get an ice cream at Sarah's on the beach and Somebody then make should your open way. an ice cream shop on State Street. That would be great. They actually do at at, at the at the tower. They do have. Uh, they do have ice cream, so it all depends on if they're going to be open or not. But all right, I got to bring this in for a landing here. I got like a minute and a half. Um, invite folks to to kind of join in on this in in on the memories. Go ahead, uh, Denise. Well, it's Friday night. I don't know. It looks like the weather's going to be okay. It's been kind of iffy, but you know, if you're not doing anything tonight, cruise around the dock. I'm I guarantee you, there's going to be a bunch of nice cars down there, and the atmosphere is. Wonderful. And Stephen, uh, last word. Uh, I mean, uh, you you know, coming from 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 being out of town, it, you know, th- these memories are strong, aren't they? They are, and it's real interesting. The weather is beautiful here in North Carolina, um, <laughs> and it kills me as I'm finishing the restoration on my car that I I don't have a place here mm. to cruise around. I can. My wife says, "What are we going to do when it's done?" I said, "I don't know. We're going to drive it, but." You know, it's going to be different not being at the dock. Yeah. Um, and some of the things that were set up last year, some video of the cars rolling by, I watched online. They streamed it online. And I saw a lot of old friends and a lot of great cars and a lot of great people and brought back some special memories. It, it was awesome. Thanks, Denise, for, for helping set that up. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there's a 21st the 21st century approach to uh, Buggin State is that you could have Facebook Live while you're doing it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fabulous. I want to thank. We didn't do that in the 80s. Yeah, you couldn't do that in the 80s. I want to thank Denise Fulton and Stephen Edwards. You've been listening to the Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.